Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. I don't know if you, you must have seen Wayne's World. Um, Absolutely. Yes, yeah. You bark, I'll hurl. You are off of the chunks. And yeah, that's. I think I'm going to hurl, man. Yeah. Yup. Seen it. I wonder if anybody listening has seen it since they heard us talk about that. Yo, if they haven't seen it. We've only been recording for 20 seconds. Okay, well, that's fine. If they haven't seen it. I mean, it's possible that they haven't seen it. This is from the early 90s, right? I know. I literally, uh, I don't remember what part of it I was referencing uh, not that long ago, but I was telling someone, oh, but it was Dom. I think I mentioned something about about it, and he hadn't seen it. He hasn't seen anything, though, but I was surprised because he's, He's older than me, and he was also a, a fan of, you know, the 90s SNL. But there's now more and more people now that, like, don't know it, haven't watched it. Yeah. And it's, it scares me. It scares me that we live in a time. Well, it's 31 um, years old. I, oh, my God. Is when it came out. 31 years old. Holy shit. Yeah, how about that one? How does that make you feel? How does so that grab you? Old, so old. Let's just open the show. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, Ray announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, million dollar Miranda Morales here, your host of the Hashtag Miranda Show, which is is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And I'm being joined, as always, by my co-host, the producer of the Hashtag Miranda Show, the kingpin of thechairshot.com, the unstoppable one, the king of shit takes. And if you didn't know, he's also a wrestling promoter. The Reverend Greg DeMarco. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. It's me. Hi. I'm, I'm the problem. <laughs> it's me. 
So years ago, um, there was a, it was, it happened at work since this is the kind of show it's going to be anyway. And someone made a comment and I responded with lyrics from a One Direction song. At which mm. point the guy was like, those are lyrics from a One Direction song. Turn over your man card. And oh. so I was like, here you go. And then I said, but you identified it as a One Direction song. So I will take yeah, yours. Yeah, nobody would have known. Yeah, yeah. Done, done. I thought you were going to, you know, say it's you. So it's me, it's me. It's the G-R-E-G. The Greg. It's me. It's me. It's G. I have to like eliminate the vowel. It have to be like I know. G-R-G. Self high Double five. G. Bang. <laughs> oh, it's going to be one of those days. One of those days. One of yes. those nights. Whenever you're listening to the show, it's just going to be one of those. Recently, because of other programming, it's been a Thursday show. I should ask. I should find out yeah. if, if it needs to yeah. be Thursday. I'm going I'm to ask right now. Yeah. Obviously not asking me. Asking and I don't know if you're the kingpin. Who else makes these decisions? So PC Tunney does a lot oh, of the radio yes. network stuff. Yes. So yes. and and he puts up some shows for Thursday, but lately that show hasn't been available. And so I've been using for the past two weeks, your show has gone up on Thursday for that mm-hmm. reason. So I am finding out right now. Oh whenever the hell you listen to the show, welcome. Hope you're doing well. You are listening to the hashtag Miranda show. I am your host. Moran Morales being joined by with my co-host Greg DeMarco. And on this week's episode, we're going to be talking happening in WWE right now. Well, we've had two in-house tournaments, one for the new WWE World Heavyweight Championship and the other for the vacated NXT Women's Championship. We're going to be just shooting the shit on those two throughout the show. And uh, talking about some gold. You know, it's weird that you bring that up. So we have the tournament to crown the new world heavyweight champion. We have the tournament to crown the new NXT women's champion because of Indy Hartwell's injury. But we have the SmackDown women's champion on Raw. We have the Raw women's champion on SmackDown. We have the, the... undisputed WWE tag team champions on raw. We have the women's tag team champions on raw, but they've been wrestling on both shows. The NXT women's champions are now on SmackDown. Like I think more of the titles are in the wrong place than in the right place right now, but we don't know what's going on with any of those. And honestly, I don't even really care. Yeah. Like I would rather Rhea Ripley walk around on Raw with the SmackDown Women's Championship and Bianca Belair walk around on SmackDown with the Raw Women's Championship than do another stupid title exchange like yeah, they did last Yeah, if time. you fucking do that, we're going to have a problem. Like, if, if you Which put Which I thought they were going your, to. When Bianca yeah, Belair th- cut her terrible hotel cell phone promo when she got drafted to SmackDown. Like, it was a horrible promo. No offense, but it was but, horrible. No problem. Another thing, too, though, I think it led to a lot of speculation that maybe they're going to rename it because when uh, Rey Mysterio kept referring to Rhea Ripley, she he didn't call her the SmackDown Women's Champion. And this was like bef- right before Backlash um, after the draft. So there was like 
not utilizing certain words that made it seem like, huh, are they going to move away from those words to describe these titles? I don't know. But the fact that they haven't said anything about it, I don't know if they're waiting till after the World Heavyweight Championship uh, tournament is done and, and that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting because maybe they are going to rename them and maybe they're just waiting for new belts to arrive. Yeah. Um, if so, you know, we, we've done entire shows about this. I have been in favor of aligning the men's and women's championships with the same name. Now, I have gone the other yeah. direction saying we should have a raw champion for the men and a raw women's champion for the women and, and so on and so forth. But if they go the other way and we have a world women's champion, which I will then claim they stole that from IZW. And we have a, a WWE Universal Women's Champion on the other brand. I am fine with that. If if we go that mm-hmm. route and rename them, they're still aligning the championships with the men. It won't cause issues if they change brands. That's probably the direction that they're going in. And and because then they don't have to worry about this when, when drafts happen. It gives them the flexibility. So yeah. at this point, if they're not doing it, it's stupid. Uh, the only thing I wouldn't mind and maybe this could be the impetus for that is if they do book the 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 champions championship exchange whatever we called it and they do it on either raw or smackdown and basically they're ready to hold the titles over and Rhea Ripley's like no this is the belt I want you can't have it like I'll take yours but you can't have it like like something yeah. where she's just like no I'm not doing that and that becomes yeah. the impetus for the change yeah and that it would be within her character to do that. Yeah, exactly. It sounds very Rhea Ripley to be like, this is stupid. I won this. I'm not going to let you have it. Right. You know, just, uh, and I, I agree. I think being able to uh, have some, an explanation as to why, even though I don't think they need one because they've already done lots of things lots of times without Really a valid explanation. They could just, they than, could just you know, show up on SmackDown yeah. one time and call Rhea Ripley the Universal Women's Champion. Yeah, and whatever. They could put it out on a tweet. Two weeks later, yeah. no one would care. Like, that's just yeah. how everything's a two-week thing in WWE. And and that's fine. But I just think that just don't do the stupid exchange. Because Bianca was yeah. calling herself. She's like, I'm excited to be your SmackDown Women's Champion. And I was just like, that's annoying. And And then it hasn't been brought up again. So, yeah. Whatever they do, just just do it. Just just make it happen, and put an end to all this confusion amongst brand specific championships. Agreed. Uh, we'll love that segue. Uh, but again, you know, hey, it's one of those episodes. We'll just kind of come and talk about whatever comes to mind. But uh, it, we will be focusing some conversation on both uh, the WWE. Uh, heavyweight championship tournament and the NXT uh, women's championship uh, tournament. But before we get into that, Greg, any updates on IZW? Of course, the next show coming up in September, still a ways away, uh, but tickets are available now for purchase. And, you know, as a wrestling promoter, someone very much in the trenches of IZW, you are uh, constantly uh, with news, updates, surprises, uh, 
things that, of course, listeners of the show are, are very used to listening or hearing about um, with, you know, those those breaking news or up to date moments of IZW. So I got to ask any big developments with IZW uh, for uh, the Lions Cup. So we have not announced any new competitors since last Tuesday when we announced that Rekka Tahaka would be making her IZW debut and challenging Bryn Thorne for the IZW Women's World, Cha- World Women's Championship. Of course, the three title matches have been announced. And and outside of, of some other talent, we really haven't made... We have some other announcements that are coming. Um, some Ooh. things that are still being confirmed. Um, some new talent that, that'll be joining. A returning talent that we're finalizing. So we do have some different things that are out there that we are doing. Well, I'll tell you what... Um, it hasn't been announced yet, but it will be announced on Wednesday. So if you're listening to this late on Wednesday, or if this is posted on Thursday and you're listening to this on Thursday, it will have been announced. Um, as many people will remember when we were going to have the event in February and it had to move, one of the people that we had announced for that event was former WWE superstar and world-renowned competitor and performer Sin Bodhi was scheduled for our February event, was not able to move to April along with everybody else. However... I can confirm for everybody listening that he will, in fact, be making his IZW debut um, on September 23rd at the Lion Cup. Sin Bodhi will be making his IZW debut. He will be at the signing at 3D Sports Cards and Collectibles earlier that day from 1 to 3. He will be available during intermission for a signing with 3D Sports as well as part of that event. And he will be making his IZW debut on Saturday, September 23rd, as part of the Lion Classic. Uh-huh. So this is just breaking news to me, not so much breaking news to everybody else. Uh, I mean, it would be if they were listening live, which they can't. If so still, can, yeah, breaking news weird. to me, but that's that's kind of why I ask these questions, because, you know me, I have no patience, and I always want to know everything right away. So big news we have confirmed Sin Bodhi will be at the Lions Cup on September 23rd. Uh, so make sure you get your tickets for the event. Greg, where can our listeners find tickets for the Lions Cup? Because we're still, you know, like four months away, you can buy your tickets. We're currently still only have have the last few remaining front row VIP available. But you can find the direct ticket to the event right on our social media post at IZW Wrestling AZ. Or you can utilize the all new IZW Ticks, that's IZWTIX.com for your ticketing needs and get your tickets to the Lion Cup where we will be crowning brand new IZW World Tag Team Championship or World Tag Team Champions in a Grand Prix style tournament. We also have the IZW debut of Sin Bodhi. Of course, uh, stars have been announced such as the Navajo Warriors, such as Morgan, such as Balaam Lynx, uh, such as Honest John, so many more. Um, and we've got our three championship matches where Jacob Austin Young will be defending the IZW 3D Sports Fighting Championship against Graves. Bryn Thorne will defend the IZW World Women's Championship against the debuting Rekka Tahaka. And, of course, Charles Cassius, the new IZW World Heavyweight Champion, has his first challenger as he will defend against Jordan Cruz in a one-on-one contest. So, so much more to be announced. It's going to be a huge event. You don't want to miss it at... The Grand Avenue Pizza Company in Glendale, Arizona on Saturday, September 23rd. Again, hit up IZWTix.com 
or our social media posts at IZW Wrestling AZ for your tickets. And we cannot hear you. Sorry about that. Now we can. Uh, yes, I had to mute myself because I thought there was dog noise happening. Um, so This is the perfect uh, show for dog noise, so it's fine. Oh, it is. It is. And earlier I did have to stop a fight um, between uh, two of my three dogs. Um, some, some stuff was going to go down and I had to literally get in the middle of it. But uh, right now, everything seems pretty peaceful for now uh but i was going to say if you want to stop by and get yourself a new izw t-shirt to wear for the lions cup well of course you can visit 3d sports cards and collectibles as well as visit well our online store greg though i i I can't these conditions i can't work in these conditions greg you know how i like to do this announcement go ahead do me a favor and wind it up. It's time! It is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own IDW and chair shot t-shirts today when you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot you're going to find a variety of t-shirts in support of izw wrestling and the chair that includes the izw pride t-shirt as well as the arizona's best the izw nwa shirt as well as the izw uh, Japanese shirt and much, much more. All of those t-shirts you can customize with different colors and different styles, including soft style. And while you're at it, you can go and pick up your very own chair shot t-shirt, like multiple always use your head t-shirts. The Baron Corbin sucks, man. Talk about fashion that just keeps on coming back. I knew that what I was shirt, doing when I made that one. Yep, you knew. Because it's still in style, because it is still true. You know, what's also true, you would look good in the uh, hashtag Miranda Queen of Soft Style t-shirt, as well as the Everybody Hates Greg shirts. Both, too, that you can get in soft style. So what are you waiting for? T-shirts start at $20.99, but for a few extra dollars, you can get any T-shirt in soft style. And, of course, too, you can customize your shirt in different colors with a lot of different logos. So why don't you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your T-shirt today. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. 
New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Miranda was voguing during the... Yes! She was voguing. I I had to. I had the song stuck in my head. How does that song get stuck in your head? What do you mean, how does that song get stuck in my head? Have you ever listened to Vogue? Yeah, like years ago. And it's probably been stuck in your head ever since. I mean, it is now. Catchy as, yeah. Duh! Oh my god, that's how it okay. happens. So, how? so Wayne's World was 1992. Madonna's Vogue is 1990. That song is 33 years old. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, that's insane. That song has babies now. So I don't. Yeah, I know. It's it's. It's crashing down on me, Greg. Getting old is just... It comes crashing down, and it hurts inside. Yeah. yeah. And does it hurt? Does it hurt? <laughs> it does indeed. Uh, so well, let's talk about something that doesn't hurt. Um, this Well, let's start off with the WWE World Heavyweight Championship Tournament uh, was announced... Uh, the structure back at uh, the press conference for Backlash, um, and then we had our qualifying matches uh, this previous Raw and SmackDown, uh, which we had three competitors from Raw, three competitors from SmackDown compete in triple threat matches. Winners of those two would then face each other at Night of Champions in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, with the winner becoming the new World Heavyweight Champion. Seth Rollins won his match from Raw. AJ Styles winning his yeah. in SmackDown. So now we have a, uh, a Seth Rollins AJ Styles matchup um, for the World Heavyweight Championship. I kind of want to get your thoughts on you know either the matches that happened on Raw and SmackDown or and or the finals that we have. <laughs> So I felt as though they rushed what they did last week on Raw and SmackDown. We now know why, because Seth Rollins filming a part of a movie could not be on Raw this week. So that's why they had to do the triple threat matches and the subsequent winners of said triple threat matches facing each other for the spot. Otherwise, I think you would have seen those matches this week, especially on SmackDown. My God, it was the most rushed SmackDown ever because they had like five matches plus the in-ring segment. Plus, yeah, like, it's way too much that had to happen on SmackDown. But, I mean, Baron Corbin lost three seconds, which is part of the course, but still. Um, yeah, that seems like that had to happen. So. so I feel like it was rushed, but I know why, and so that's fine. Um, yeah. I enjoyed them. I I assumed once the brackets were released – you, you figure – I thought it was either going to be Seth Rollins or Cody Rhodes from the Raw side. If I had mm-hmm. to bet, I would have said Cody, but they were doing the Brock thing, and that's fine. Because um, I Cody was was my choice to win the whole thing. 
And then on the Ross, on the SmackDown side, which by the way, that's stupid to even have a SmackDown side, but I know why they have to do with TV ratings, all that. It's fine. I figured it was going to be Edge. Yeah. Because, yeah. and here's the reason why. And I, I figured this would come up, but I guess I'll go to it now. For being the, the returning legend who was already in the Hall of Fame, already a multi, multi, multi-time world champion before he had to retire and then come out of retirement. If you look back at it, dude has not put a lot of people over since mm. making his return at the Royal Rumble in 2020. Like, really has not put a lot of people over. There was no reason for Edge to win the Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania. And there was every reason for Finn Balor to win that match. Because then Edge disappears until the draft anyway. Whereas Finn Balor still there wrestling. Like, it makes no sense for Edge to win. This would have been the perfect opportunity for Edge to put over Seth Rollins when Rollins wins the World Heavyweight Championship. And that's just not going to happen. And, and maybe it's because Edge isn't going to Saudi Arabia. I don't know. But it would have made perfect sense. And, and Edge and Rollins just recently wrestled in Saudi Arabia. They had their Hell in a Cell match last year at Saudi Arabia. And it was a great Hell in a Cell match that some people didn't see because they refused to watch those shows. And it's whatever. But I think Edge should have been the one to put Seth Rollins over in this situation. Because Edge won the Hell in a Cell match too. Like again, Edge. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he's not the one choosing this stuff. But did not is not putting enough people over at this stage in his career, just one man's opinion and, and is what it is. Am I wrong? Should should Edge have beat Finn Balor at WrestleMania? Like, am, and I know you're biased. I, Finn Balor, no, but. no. I, I kind of agree, like, in a weird way for the parallels. That, there's a lot more parallels that we see with Judgment Day and LWO. And um, one of the bad things for the Judgment Day, now that they're separated from the LWO, is that, like, you know... They the LWO was the only reason why they would win a lot of times. So now that that and and for the LWO, you know they they lost and and hopefully they get some wins now that they're on SmackDown. But you know having a a big win over Edge would have really helped the Judgment Day. Um, right Especially now, when you after look at, the whole Staples in his head thing. Yes, yes, yeah. And it was the I, demon, like. Yeah, which also demon. is, yeah, what the fuck do we do with the demon? Like, the demon just comes out and loses now? Like, what the... Yeah, like, it, yeah. It's, it's... I mean, the demon... Roman Reigns didn't even really beat the demon. The ring mm-hmm. broke. Like, yeah, it, it, it's... But yet Edge beats the demon because he was the devil? Like, it's just... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm splitting hairs here. But yeah. It, and Balor's but fine. I, but that should have been a win well, for Well, either, either way, though, too, like, we, you could just know, you could tell Seth Rollins is going to win this championship. He's got and to, right? D- like, if they don't put it on him, what the hell? Yeah. What, what are we doing this for? And maybe it is. It's more truly, like, a more predictable pathway for it, you know? I think it's great that AJ is in this um, position coming back, you know, or, or one of his first, you know, uh, matches coming back from injury. I think that he is, you know, tried and true and he's been out for long enough where you kind of forgot, you know, what a main eventer he can truly be. So, but he's, he's also not going to win that belt. 
you know. He shouldn't. And, and, if he does, and they have to move him back to Raw, and the whole seal, the whole OC exactly. That Raw, doesn't. It doesn't make any doesn't sense. Make any they're sense. like you would love to say they're not that dumb, and then they will be like, "Oh, hold my beer," but like, um, you know, I, I would, I would think that this is just one if, of, of. They got oh, drafted oh. to SmackDown, and if you're going to leave them, yeah. like if you're not going to leave them there. They would have had to do something extremely significant yeah. in that short period of time before coming back, and they haven't. But it's a Seth Rollins thing. To it was yeah. either like whoever advanced, whether it was Seth or whether it was Cody, that's who was going to hold that title, and and mm-hmm. it wasn't going to come from somebody on SmackDown. SmackDown yeah. thing was just for TV ratings. But AJ Styles should get, assuming they don't put the tag team match in the main event of of Night of Champions. You would think that crowning this brand new world heavyweight champion, and they want it to be a big deal, that that is going to close out the night in in Saudi mm-hmm. Arabia. You would think, and maybe that's why they put Roman Reigns in a tag team match because they didn't want to put another title match above Roman Reigns on on the card. Yeah, and I think that tag title match is brilliant, so I love it. But this should be AJ Styles in the main event in Saudi Arabia against Seth Rollins, with Seth Rollins leaving with the WWE yeah, world. Heavyweight championship. Yeah, I was going to say, though, I think that having he will have a, a, a fantastic match against AJ Styles. And I think that with the, you know, pedigree that AJ Styles has, um, you know, he is seen as a, a viable challenge. You know, they're both viable challengers, but, you know, oh, yeah. someone that I think would be a, a great competitor. I agree. I would have loved to see Seth edge again and have Seth win. But. That's not in the card, so Obviously it is not. Yeah. what it is. That yeah, I do like kind of the the different format that they did with you know having these start off as as triple threat matches, and I can appreciate doing something a little different than just your traditional tournament. And even though you know your your regular fan base may not be watching NXT, you're also and we'll talk about it in a moment. You know your your women's uh, uh, tournament, which is you know structured a, a little bit more traditionally, but I can appreciate they did something a little different with this tournament. Um, and I do think that it did allow them to have, you know, uh, people like a, a Cody Rhodes in and have him lose without getting pinned and having people get great matches. Um, and you know, cert- getting some people getting over some people losing, but not necessarily, you know, by pinfall, but just, you know, being the odd man out. So I can appreciate that they're really trying different ways to elevate people as well to that kind of, you know, next tier. Um, this was really, you know, especially that first triple threat was like off the heels of, you know, Damien's uh, loss at, at Backlash, you know, still being in that you know, contendership, um, I think was also a good sign of, you know, them looking at him into, you know, that, that next level. Um, it, and, and, you know, with others in the tournament too. So I, I think it's, it was a good mix of established, you know, stars and people that, you know, you, you see, but also some different people in the mix. Um, I do have a follow-up question. So, assuming what we believe is true, Seth will win the championship. Who do you think will be Seth's, Seth's first uh, opponent or, or challenger? I think – so, I also – I do think he'll have more defenses on television than what we're used to seeing simply because mm-hmm. they want to establish this title. And I think Seth is is great for it. Um, 
given the the brand sort of of who's on what brand and everything, my choice, the the person, the people who I think, I think his early challengers and and maybe his some of his strongest challengers can and probably should come from the Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. I think that I would. I, we just he beat Seth. He beat Finn Balor to advance to the finals, but. I could literally campaign for Damian Priest to be Seth Rollins' challenger at SummerSlam. Yeah. Like, I could campaign well, for that match. And to take a step back, I really do. I really liked um, Seth and Finn's match because they played back to a lot of what happened with their Universal Championship match and the history there. And so. Um, I I really liked that. And and maybe it's not going to be the first, you know, match that he has since they just had it, but I could also I agree between Damian Priest more of the up and comer and Finn Balor with just the history. Either one of those I would you know, I I would gladly watch those either one or both of those matches. Yeah. I think we'll eventually get to uh, Cody Rhodes and, and Seth for these titles. I think maybe that's even where Seth loses it. Um, I think an interesting, you really want to establish this title and there's been a rumor mm-hmm. that they're going to do something big to try to get this championship established. And, and, and I saw something that would have been a great idea having Roman enter it and Roman losing in the finals. So he still keeps his titles, but Roman's first loss comes at the hands of whoever wins this world heavyweight championship. That would have been a great way to establish that too. Um, I would love to see Seth Rollins challenger and it plays on history as well for years. The de facto number one contender, the WWE championship was the intercontinental champion Mm -hmm. and Gunther since winning this title has not lost, has not had his shoulders pinned to the mat. Having Gunther challenge Seth Rollins while still holding the intercontinental championship and being that first loss to Gunther going to, to Seth Rollins well, Rollins doesn't quote unquote need it, whatever, getting the rub, that mm-hmm. doesn't matter. But being the new world heavyweight champion and beating Gunther for the first time since he's come to the main roster, that to me would be a huge deal and would yeah. help establish the new world heavyweight championship. So I would love to see Gunther be one of Seth Rollins' challengers, maybe at SummerSlam as well. Who knows? We've got other events along the way, Money in the Bank, you could defend it there. It's going to be overseas. That would be great. Like there's a lot of good stuff you could do with uh. Yeah, I I agree, and I do think that would be such a great competitor. I I honestly think that that too is a way, and and maybe not happening, you know, of course, right away. But when I think about who else could carry that title in the future, Gunther is one of those people, uh, and that's such a perfect title for him Absolutely. to hold, um, while letting Roman have his two championships and break his record. You have more of a working championship, and I think that would be truly now seeing that that elevation from IC to World Heavyweight Champion. I mean, I could see that working beautifully. Yeah, I think it makes perfect sense, um, and and I would love to see that um, on Raw. I mean, there's there's plenty of people on Raw. Raw is a stacked roster. And has plenty of talent on Raw that could be elevated and get to that point. But as your early challengers, I mean, you've done so much with the Judgment Day. Why not do it? Hell, you could set up Dominic to be a great challenger for um, for Seth Rollins at some point. Mm-hmm. And, and remember, 
Dominic's first match was against Seth Rollins. Yeah. So uh, it comes full History. circle. History. Yeah. So, comes full circle. Why not? So, yeah. We will see what happens with the World Heavyweight Championship. We will crown a new World Heavyweight Champion. The first, right? Or I don't know. Are they even contingent? That's a good question as far as the lineage. They're not necessarily directly referencing the lineage. I think it is It's just being established as a brand new championship, correct? It's weird. Like, they don't even... This championship... This version of the championship doesn't even have a Wikipedia page yet. And not that Wikipedia is, is all that important. But does but it like, exist? You know, if you know, it doesn't have a Wikipedia page, does like when it you exist? you go to World Heavyweight Championship, it it lists, you know, different titles. And it always has the disambiguation thing on, on yeah. um, Wikipedia. And, and this brand new version of the title is not mm-hmm. on there. And listed with the years that it was here for the title. Doesn't include include this. So I don't know when they're gonna yeah. when they're gonna yeah. add that and how it's gonna be referred to. But WWE, I mean, really the WWE championship has every title rolled into it, including yeah. the the Intercontinental Championship at one point. Like they've all been unified into this one title at some point and then newer versions have been brought out and, and put into things. The WCW title is part of that as well. And so like literally everything is is merged up yeah. under these these titles. So um so yeah, this is it, it, I don't know if it's going to hold a lineage. Who knows what they'll do. Um but I mean, it looks like the big gold belt, it's a newer version of it and um and I actually like the design. I know some people don't, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know historically and I don't know if they care to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know either. Well, we care, and we will keep an eye out for this, and we will talk more about whoever becomes the new World Heavyweight Champion on a future edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. We are going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about the NXT Women's Championship Tournament. So, Greg, go ahead, do me a favor, and let's pay some bills. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. We are back with the second half of the Hashtag Miranda show. And as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking about the NXT Women's Championship Tournament. Uh, Greg, you had mentioned earlier, and of course, for those who may be followers of NXT, uh, we were having this tournament because the previous champion, Indy Hartwell, vacated her championship, uh, both to injury and also because she's moving to Raw. Um, so we are now uh, having a tournament to determine who the new NXT Women's Champion is, uh, starting off with what our participants were um, or who they were. Uh, we have uh, Gigi Dolan and Tiffany Stratton, Roxanne Perez and JC Jane, Lyra Valkyrie and uh, Valkyria, I'm sorry, Lyra Valkyria and Kiana James and Fallon Henley and Cora Jade. 
as far as who's moved on to the next round, uh, we had Roxanne Perez beat JC Jane uh, to advance. Uh, Cora Jade beat Fallon Henley. Uh, Lyra Valkyria beat Kiana James. And Tiffany Stratton uh, beat Gigi Dolan. So, as far as for our next rounds, we will see Tiffany Stratton versus Roxanne Perez and Lyra Valkyria versus Cora Jade. So, Greg, what were your thoughts as this tournament was announced? I think there was a lot of people that just thought maybe we were going to get a rematch or maybe some type of ladder match, but instead we went through a full tournament. Is this Was this kind of the right move for NXT, or do you think they could have kind of done had a one-and-done type of match to determine the new champion? You know, they've done so many of those, and Stand and Deliver, had way too many multi-person matches. As we talked about on this show, I said the answer for too much wrestling was more wrestling because Stand and Deliver should have been a two-day event. And what really struck me about this was when the pairings came out, all four of the first-round matches had the potential for outside interference. Mm-hmm. Because all four of them, like all the feuds were kind of cross bracketed. And, yeah. and so w- the way the feuds worked out was it was v- it would have been very easy for JC Jane and Gigi Dolan to get each- involved in each other's matches. Would have mm-hmm. been very easy for Roxanne and Cora. Would have been very easy for Fallon Henley and Keanu James to get involved in each other's matches. And none of that happened. Every single match had a clean finish in this tournament. Mm-hmm. Outside of Brock Lesnar attacking Cody Rhodes, from triple threat match standards, all the triple threat matches had a relatively clean finish. And I do think that's one of the ways that Triple H's kind of stamp is going on these. And Shawn Michaels is that these championships are supposed to be viewed as important outside of one of the biggest angles in the company with Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes. These matches have had clean endings, so where nothing is in doubt and nothing is in dispute. And that jumped out at me because that first week of NXT, when we had the first two matches, I fully expected Jay-Z Jane to get involved in Gigi Dolan's match. And then Gigi Dolan to get involved in Jay-Z Jane's the following week is Retribution. I shouldn't use Retribution on a wrestling podcast. That should be a bad word. But Retribution. is revenge or whatever you want to call it. A receipt. And then it didn't happen at all. There was no involvement. Gigi Dolan lost clean. JC Dane lost clean. Like, like all these matches ended up with, with clean finishes. And that to me sells the importance of the championships and yeah. the importance of where we're going and where we're headed and, and all of that. So I'm okay with the fact we didn't just throw up another ladder match. It was weird because we had like 12 or 13 women fighting for this title at the end of an NXT episode. And not all of them ended up even in the tournament, which I thought was kind yeah. of strange, but it is what it is. And, and they didn't, publicize the selection process like they've done in the past, which they did a real, when they did the iron survivor matches, they had that huge public panel and, and all of discussing the competitors and all of that to determine who got into them. But, and of course, Roxanne Perez won and went on to become the NXT women's champion literally the following week. But that was because of the whole Mandy Rose fiasco. And, and so I've liked the way the tournament has played out. I've really liked how both of these tournaments have played out, despite the differences that you noted in the first half of the program. So the bracket to me screamed outside interference, but the matches yeah. have seen none. Oh. Um, so yeah, we have our final four. Um, Tiffany Stratton, Roxanne Perez, Cora Jade, uh, Lyra Valkyria. Um, 
you know, I I know that one of the other feuds that has been going on has been been between Tiffany Stratton and Roxanne Perez. I think some fans are surprised that this they weren't on opposite sides of the brackets and now they will face each other in the semis. But I think it's because, you know, who whoever, you know, wins the the loser on this side may be, you know, part of one of the first challengers for the winner. So I, if Roxanne and Cora Jade, uh, you know, make it to the, the finals, Roxanne wins. I could see Tiffany Stratton coming in to being that first challenger. Um, but, but it seems like too, you know, maybe there's a tie in of, you know, multiple competitors, um, that, that could be in line, but I think that the, you know, this is a chapter in the feud, not just the end if, you know, for whoever goes over, um, even vice versa, you know, even if, if Tiffany wins, I could see Roxanne being, you know, one of the first challengers in, in line or just someone in that challenger contendership. Um, on the other side of the bracket, I think it makes it, uh, you know, Lyra Valkyria versus Cora Jade. That one seems a little bit more straightforward with who will win with, you know, Cora going to the finals. Um, but I think there's more of an interesting story between Roxanne um, and Tiffany. Well, and Lyra Valkyria and Cora Jade have had a feud going on as well. Like, that's the thing about the semifinals. And you could have had the opposite winners. Like, yeah. The, all the semifinal matches could have been these feuds. Like you could have had Gigi Joel and JC Jane in a semifinal. You could have had Kiana James and Fallon Henley in a semifinal as well. So literally both semifinal matches are, you know, current ongoing feuds. And and I didn't think Lara Valkyria was going to even advance that yeah. in the first round, but yet here she is. So while I don't think she goes to the finals, I think it's Cora Jade. If Cora Jade goes to the finals, then Roxanne Perez has to go to the finals. Like there yeah. wouldn't be, especially on an event that is held outside of the performance center. You can't put two heels against each other in, in that setting. Um, especially because I think Cora Jade would then somewhat be the de facto face. Cause she has competed in the area on the independent level in the past, but I don't know if she was prominent enough in Massachusetts, at least. And it's not like it's in New Jersey. Then, yeah then I think that it would be, especially because of her relationship with Braun Breaker and everybody loves to boo the shit out of him. So it's, it would not go well unless Lyra Valkyrie is advancing. I don't see Tiffany Stratton advancing. And I do think it's going to come down to Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade. And then, I mean, we did all this just to get back to Roxanne Perez. Like, like I could see Yeah, that. I do think or that that's, that all bets are off with, and it could be Cora Yeah. Jade. Yeah, and, and I think I kind of would like to see a Cora J title reign, you know, I think it would be really interesting, you know, to do all this to get back to Roxanne Perez after she lost in, you know, the the latter match, though I do think it, you know, it, it's such a strong baby face um, outlook, but yeah, it would have been a weird way to have her lose to come back, I don't know, I, I'm actually on board with a Cora J title reign right now. I am too, it's just so weird, like... There's a lot of like, then what aspect of it? Like, so if Cora Jade wins, do you have the following week, you know, set up something with, with to continue Tiffany Stratton and Roxanne Perez? Like, mm -hmm. Roxanne is too big of a star in NXT as a babyface to not have something to do unless she still plans on going away. But she already went away and came back. It was just yeah. for like two weeks, but she came back and said, I'm back and I'm ready to go. So I can't see her then disappearing again. 
I know there's talk about pulling Ilya Dragunov up to the main roster, even though he wasn't drafted and all that. But like, I don't see them pulling Roxanne Perez up to the main roster unless they feel like post draft there's still some holes. And SmackDown's women roster not that strong. If you take, yeah, you know, I think I think she's going to stay in NXT right and, now. And why not? I think she's like 21. She, yeah, she's got time. yeah, and I actually like her feud with Tiffany Stratton. I think having more of an extended feud there, um, also just revisiting the feud with Cora Jade. You know, yeah. I think that that could be almost, you know, the the Sammy and Kevin of. Uh, NXT a little bit. People who fight, who come back, who are kind of tied together. I see those two, um, you know, mm-hmm. having a, a longer history um, or just more opportunities to face each other. I mean, you come out of this whole thing with, you know, <clears throat> Cora Jade as their women's champion. You still have Fallon Henley and Kiana James, an issue there. You have Roxanne Perez and Tiffany Stratton, like, we look at the main roster and we can't seem to get a feuds outside of the titles, but yet in NXT, it doesn't seem to be a problem. We yeah. still have the mystery hooded person in the parking lot who we're supposed to think is Tatum Paxley because she runs around with a hood on, but is probably Blair Davenport. And, 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 and so you have that issue as well. That's going to be a thing like everyone loves to point to WWE versus AEW for the best book women's roster, or even impact wrestling. It's probably NXT at this point. NXT has NXT has always had a really strong women's division. It was at its best, you know, several years ago when you truly had that. I think it's had a lot of rebuilding, but I think for what they may not have in experience now, um, they are making up in story and developing these crossovers. And as you talked about with the whole tournament, it's about, you know, how feuds are weaving in and out. And it's actually done pretty well. Uh, where you can have your standalone matches, but also it weaves into larger stories. And I think that that's a lot harder to do on a, on a show. Um, easier said than done, but I think they're doing a pretty good job of so. it. So that's a huge feather in their cap. And hopefully again, that can also translate to, you know, things on the main roster. I think there, it doesn't always quite, you know, carry over i think they sometimes have a problem having multiple women's storylines um but they they're doing it on raw and on smackdown but i think that like you said the tournament was a really good example of like four different women's stories that they've had interweaving into a tournament like that's yeah someone would only could only hope to be that good in storytelling and literally that's just another tuesday for nxt yeah, and, and the thing about NXT too, like even if you look at last week, an episode of NXT will have like eight matches on it in a two-hour mm-hmm. episode. Like they literally, it's a very fast-moving, fast-paced show, uh, whereas like SmackDown might have four and it's a two-hour show. Now, it's very different on network television, so it's just a completely different beast. But and, – and some of these things like they blew off Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley in a random one-on-one match that wasn't even promoted – and that was a big breakup when it happened. Like some of those things do get blown off randomly as the Tiffany Stratton in, in, um, Wendy Chu. Of course, that was when Stratton was hurt. Then Wendy got hurt afterwards, but it's, yeah, the, the division is really strong. I would be shocked if we didn't have two women's matches tag titles, notwithstanding, cause they're probably not going to be in NXT anytime soon. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm guessing, but I would be shocked if we didn't have two women's matches as part of battleground. Like, I feel like you have to do a big stipulation match with Gigi Dolan and JC Jane at yeah. battleground, some form of street fight, no DQ, something has to happen with the two of them, um, on that card, in my opinion. And then that plus say Roxanne Perez versus core Jade, that's your, to me, those are your two big women's matches on what's probably going to be a six or seven match show. So I think that that to me makes the most sense. Yeah, I I agree. And talking about uh, Gigi and, and JC, yeah, I think they've had a, a pretty long time frame with this feud, at least by you know WWE standards, that this blow off eventually has to come to a head. And I think Battleground would be a great place for that. I would. I would hope that it would lead to Battleground or to some type of premium live event and not just on a random NXT. Not random even, but just even, a, you know, a premium NXT. I, I would love to see them get their moment at a at a NXT premium live. Um, yeah, and TV event. is way more important now than it used to be. And there's nothing wrong with blowing things off on TV. But I agree with you. I feel like they've done the TV match already. and And I feel like we should have that at a premium premium live event. I thought it should have been a stand and deliver. JC Jane was apparently hurt or they just wrote her out using injury as an excuse, which Shawn Michaels does a lot more of now. So to the point where people really thought Indy Hartwell wasn't injured. They thought that mm-hmm. was just an angle. And then it turns out, nope, nope, she was really injured. And, and, and so they do a good job with that so much that it fools people. But yeah, I agree with you as important as TV is now and how it's no shame to have your thing blown off on television. I just feel like that should take place at Battleground. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Well, we will be seeing who wins the NXT Women's Championship at Battleground very soon. And, of course, we're going to be talking about it on a future episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show. So make sure you stay tuned. And that does it for this week's episode. Don't forget, if you are listening to this podcast on your favorite streaming platform like itunes spotify google play or any of those other places make sure to subscribe and get notification each and every time a new episode of the hashtag miranda show drops leave us a five star rating and a review while you're at it follow us on social media me miranda morales you can find me at the hashtag miranda on instagram and facebook no twitter but hey if you want to follow my good friend greg demarco on twitter you can follow him at greg demarco 44 on instagram facebook and twitter and you can follow the chair shot at chair shot media on instagram facebook and twitter greg one more time can you let our listeners know where they can find their tickets for izw of course you can go to izw ticks that's izwtix.com or on social media at izw wrestling az for arizona and of course don't forget to support your local independent wrestling organizations by following them on social media, buying a ticket to their show, buying a T-shirt, uh, you know, following their wrestlers on social media, sharing a flyer out, whatever it may be. Independent wrestling is the lifeblood of uh, pro wrestling. That's where you'll see the stars of today, tomorrow, and of course, the past. But go ahead, just support local independent wrestling. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. So that does it. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. For Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Don't forget to always keep it soft style. I went the
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.